Reclaimed Audio, upcycling and making with reclaimed materials. Welcome everybody to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. My name is Phil Pinsky and I am Jake and Emmy's dad. With me as always are... I am Bill Lutz, happy to be here. And I'm Tim Sway. And uh, I just wanted to take a quick minute to talk about the little introduction music thing there. Um, last week, this is, I think we were sort of settled on it this week. Um, what we did is we actually, the, the music is from a, a song, like we upcycled a song I wrote like six years ago and we just took a little snip of it. Um, and the, the song is actually about like trying to like make a change is what the song was kind of about. So it's actually sort of appropriate. But then last week, Phil had this really awesome idea of upcycling audio from the show to have us all, our voices making the introduction, and it was kind of, that's why it sounded like that. It was a little weird. It was a great idea. It was just kind of tough to hear. And so now we think we've settled in. Uh, Phil actually got someone else, like this totally different voice, to actually give us a professional, like, voice. So that's what we're at now. And next week, who knows where we're at. But this is this is the one. <laughs> and um, and um, Phil also set up a, a Twitter account for us, at Reclaimed Audio, so we would love to hear your thoughts on it if you think we should change something, or really your thoughts on anything. But, okay, I'm done. <laughs> that was great. I, I actually think the, uh, I mean, I've heard the bumper a couple of times and it sounds pretty great, but uh, as Tim said, love to hear what you guys think. Let's uh, dive right into what we're working on. Bill, what are you working on this week? I am doing a bunch of honeydews this week. I've got a, a front desk cash tray holder thing for the hair salon. Uh, another little tray I'm building. I'm going to start on my next video, which will be a Vance Maker-inspired thing. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, just some, just some little stuff. But, you know, hair salon in my next video project. What about you, Tim? Oh, uh, what am I working on? I got, um, a, I got a new thing that I'm, I'm just starting this week. I actually had a uh, – it wasn't really – it was kind of a, a cool thing. I'm just finishing. Uh, some guy had these boards, these cherry boards that they were not reclaimed but he had them, and he put them in his basement 35 years ago. And oh, wow. Life, life got in the way. <laughs> and he, and, now, and so they, they came out of the basement, and he wanted to make a table for his son, who was about the same age as these boards, incidentally, which is probably why they've been down there. Um, but he didn't have, they were a little warped and stuff, so he didn't really have the tools at the time. And So he hired me to just make a tabletop out of these, out of these like, new old stock cherry boards. And it was, it was interesting. I got to use Izzy Swan's technique to... Uh, to shim it and then run it through the planer to, to oh. get one side because there's no flat sides on it anywhere, and um and it was and it all worked great of course because you know um, and it's, I guess it's a pretty typical thing but but uh, yeah it was just a lot of fun like as a Yankee woodworker you know uh, last week and and now I just today I started my I always do a Black Friday uh, build or like an anti Black Friday build where I encourage people to make something instead of shopping and buying a bunch of useless crap that no one wants. And uh, I didn't know what I was going to make this year, and it just came to me today, and I just started it, and I'm really excited about it, so I can't tell you about it. Can we call it Mauve Friday? Mauve Friday. <laughs> Chartreuse Friday? I don't know. Oh, I like that one better. That's pretty good. Uh, and how about you, Phil? I just launched part two of the Reclaimed Rubo video last night. Yeah, I watched it. It was great. Yeah, it was. Yeah, good I, job, man. Thank you. It was short and sweet, um, and someone posted in the group today, they're like, you really should be uh, adding more content per video, and and I felt that maybe it was a little bit light on content, but the truth of the matter is, if I if I waited to to have the entire bench as one video, which it, I think could be, it would just maybe be a 20-minute long video, you wouldn't hear from me for, for three, four months. It just it takes 
that long, you know, given the, my part-time schedule to get something like that out. So I figured in the meantime, you get to see how, uh, you know, how I did, how I joined up the top and, and made it uh, flat. You know, that's another good example of just, I mean, there's somebody out there that everybody wants a different way to see a video and, and having them all at once for a 20-minute video could be great too, but I like the fact that you're breaking it up and concentrating on each part of this build because for a lot of us out there, I want to pay attention to that certain aspect of it, so I think it was great. Good job, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, and I like that. I mean, you're putting it together like a how-to sort of, which is which is good too. It's you know it's going to speak to people and uh, you know maybe a little bit further down the the level. Like you know, Bill and Bill and I, both of our videos are more like like just sort of like kind of inspirational, like fast motion things, you know, and just to sort of show how it's created. But we're not really teaching, and I feel like you're really teaching, and you're you're doing a really good job of that. So um, that's the way you know you're not gonna, no one's going to learn how to build something that complicated in seven minutes from beginning to end. So Absolutely, go go the way you're going. You know. Fair enough. I I also think it's important to show the mistakes. I know that it's very easy yes. to edit them out. You know, we are gods behind these computer screens, and we can make it, you know, appear as though we were flawless. But you know, even stupid things like I didn't measure enough, so I had to cut off and then glue the piece back on, and you know, just showing things like uh, you know, you got to clean off whatever it is that you're gonna glue up so that it's that it's a clean joint. I just think it's important, and I feel like I speak sometimes to a little bit more of the beginner audience, and I want to make sure that people sort of feel okay with making mistakes. It is okay to make, you know, a bunch of errors and then just, uh, you know, move on, fix it. You know, mm -hmm. there's, there's no such thing as a dead project just because you, you bump into a roadblock. Absolutely. Well said. Yeah, and that's where you learn, you know, absolutely. It's the only way. It's the only yeah. way. Well, that was like when I when I did that guitar series last winter, you know, I, I talked about long form. It was like a 19-video thing, and I got really <laughs> nerdy with it. And I was just like, I mean, like I always say, everything I do on my channel, I just do for myself, and if you guys like it, great. If not, too bad. I'm doing it for myself. So, <laughs> I just, well, we like it. And uh, and so that guitar series had like hardly any views because it just got really detailed and nerdy. Whereas normally I do five minutes and I show like ten hours worth of work. And and um, but yeah, that was like a whole sidebar to that was I showing all the things I screwed up and like a lot of stupid mistakes too. So it's like, hey, you know what? Yeah. And then you know, part of it is watching the mistake happen and seeing how stupid you feel. And then part of it is also how you solve the problem. And, uh, and that's, you know, like in your video too, you showed, all oh, it's too big, so now I have to do all these steps to solve it. But all these problems can be solved, and that's the great thing about making things. Yeah, I agree 100%. I mean, that's that's how you learn, uh, that's how you learn anything really, is, is just you got to break a few eggs. But mm. I am, uh, I'm super excited to hear from Mr. Lutz and uh, the mystery topic of the week. Yeah. Oh, yeah, baby. I, th I thought... You know, the, the main title of this topic, I guess, is imagination. So I thought it would be fun, and even if anybody out there is listening and wants to play along, so to speak, they can come up with what they think, too, and maybe let us know in our new Twitterator thing or whatever it is going on. But I thought the idea was, is, uh, let me throw something at you guys. Like, if you were driving down the road or you see it on the curb, in the dumpster, whatever, I'm going to give you a couple of items. And I'd like to hear about what you could make with that, what what you would come up with as a as a project. And again, you've got whatever tools you need. Um, it won't be a limited tool thing. So if you you know if you got access to it in your in your brain imaginational place, whatever you need to do, just what would you come up with if you if you can just have it perfectly. So if you guys are willing to play, I, I think this could be fun. And we can talk about each one and, and give a little input. What do you think? Yeah. My palms are sweaty, but I'm excited. <laughs> well, then let's start with you, Phil. <laughs> Uh-oh. So imagine, if you will, 
while driving on your commute to work, listening to last week's podcast because you know, we're, we're that good. <laughs> you spy, <laughs> you spy on the side of the road, um, a baby crib, one leg's broken, and sitting next to that baby crib is a a pallet because you know everybody's got a pallet, and let's also throw in a metal shopping cart. Wow. Uh, that is, that's a lot of stuff. Uh, truth be told, what I would land up doing is I would probably uh, find some way of getting all that stuff into my car, um, and then I would take it home and I would plane all of the wood down, get it down to its raw material, see what that looked like, harvest it all, and then sort of let it take shape on my bench as far as maybe something that I needed or wanted. Wow, this is really hard. <laughs> this is super hard. That's, okay, that's let's a do tough this collection. Let let's do this in stages. Now present your thing to Tim while I think about what the hell I would do with that stuff. Okay, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Well, for Sway, we got to we got to go a little bit more out there because he's <sighs> not your normal maker. I'm grabbing, a, I'm grabbing a pen for this because I have a feeling I'm going to need it. <laughs> okay, well, I mean, I was, and this is actually something I saw the other day, and I didn't have the time to stop, but I thought that's a sway object. So it's a, uh, um, you see them everywhere, but it's a chandelier type thing. It's just a big metal, like with a glass bulb, like six arms on it. Um, maybe a couple of the glass bowls are broken on it, but it's laying there. It's got some chain attached to it, you know, with a plug on it. Um, probably been sitting out in the rain for a while, so who knows? A little muddy too. I like I like the details. So we got a, a chandelier, metal type chandelier thing. Um, let's say an old uh, uh, broken rocking chair sitting next to that. Right. And how about we throw in a? a uh, do you know what a, a breaker panel box is? The metal box that yeah. you can see. A, a, a breaker panel box. Okay, a breaker panel box. So you got a metal box, a rocking chair, and a chandelier. Perfect. That's all you need. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, this is an interesting exercise. Uh, I mean, now one thing that maybe... I mean, Obviously, we can use other materials as well, like stuff from our... Correct, because you're going to go home, you've got stuff in your shop, yeah. and, and but you're going to try and come up with something. Maybe you don't use all three of the items, maybe you only use one. I mean, just whatever it is. Let's, let's be creative, and, and maybe you can combine two, whatever. I have Get mine it. if you want to think about yours, by the way. Just yeah, go for it. I'm going to try and listen to you and think at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I think with regard to imagination, it is always important to remain... Uh, grounded in something, and I'm not saying, you know, like limit imagination, but be true to who you are, and for me, I guess that is the uh, the, the young dad kind of thing. So I was thinking I would take all of those slats, I would cut them all in half, and I would use them as uh, panels for a toy box. Oh, and nice. I, so I would take the, let's say, the legs of the of the crib, and that would be sort of the rails and the styles of this box, and then all of the all the uh, the spindles or I don't, I don't in your imagination I don't know what this looks like but for me these are a little bit more flat and less round so okay. that they can they can form the basis of panels that then go all the way around uh, the box and then uh, sure why not I turn that shopping cart into uh, into self-made hinges and, uh, and I like it what, and that's what I would do with it. <laughs> 
Now, just off the top of my head with the scenario, um, the shopping cart's got some casters on it. Would you make your toy box movable so the kids can move it from room to room, or is it more going to be a stationary? Uh, I would probably harvest those casters for myself because they're probably heavy duty and pretty good. I'd use them in the garage for a school. <laughs> Put under your, under your robo bench, right? Yeah, exactly. I, actually, you know what? It's a stupid little segue. What do you guys think about that? Casters on on a on a Rubo bench. You think it would move around too much? Yep. Uh, it would, but they actually they make casters. I think uh, maybe Rockler has them, but they're yeah. actually they're almost like a lift mechanism. So you you mount it to the side of the bench. Oh, yeah. and The casters are yeah. off the floor. You step on each one, and it locks in place to lift it up. Uh, a locking wheel caster, bad idea. But these actually are completely off the floor. The wheels don't touch the floor. Yeah. It's sitting on the ground. So if you're going to do that, I've used those before. They're amazing. They're, they're a little bit pricey, but not bad. Okay, I'll check that out. Maybe I could build my own, actually. Uh, you could you could probably rig something up, but I mean, if, if you're going to do, do that, that, you could also just lift up one and put it on a dolly and then move it. You know, um, you know, that's true. Something like that if you wanted to move it. But uh, yeah, those wheels are pretty are pretty high tech. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, I think they'd be a little pricey, but um, yeah, you definitely ha you don't want to own wheels while you're. I have my my second workbench, my old workbench, used to be up against the wall in my my home shop before I moved out, and that's on wheels. And now I have it in the center of my room, and actually use it. I wheel stuff out to my truck on it, and everything. Okay. Try to sand on, and it's just running away on you. And, okay. Yeah. Glad I asked that. Yeah, you don't want wheels there. Sorry to interrupt the topic, Bill. No, not at all. I'm liking it so far. You got this, you got a, a pretty nice uh, toy box for the kids. Do you yeah. find it uh, a lot of the things that you see or, or the ideas that you come up with are Family oriented, based on your kids, like, oh wow, I bet I can make a, you know, a skateboard, or is that something that happens? I don't know. I'm not a dad, so. No, well, for me, you know, and I think for most of us, it's you know, necessity is the mother of invention. So the things that you need tend to be the things that you invent or create. And you know, a lot of the things that I make are things that I, I would use around the house. You know, things like, I still need to make a knife block, which origin story for me is really what got me started in woodworking like I wanted we got these really nice knives from our wedding which was I don't know six plus years ago whatever and uh, and it didn't come with a knife block and we just keep them in the drawer and it's such a shame they get all banged up they're these super expensive knives so I'm like I could make that because I saw how expensive knife blocks were fast forward to now I still haven't made it but it inspired me to make other stuff that's awesome yeah so that's what it lands up being. It lands up being things that I need around the house, and you know, uh, you know, like the step stool for my kids. You know, it all starts with those kinds of things. But I intend to get a little bit more outside of my comfort zone um, as as the, those kinds of projects dwindle. Well, that, that's always good too. I mean, nothing wrong with stepping outside the comfort zone. Mm. I think for Tim, that would be a uh, cutting board <laughs> <laughs> out of plastic. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Um, All right, what do you got, Tim? Well, I guess I, I should say, since we're talking about imagination, I want to talk about the, the process that I try to shoot for. Because um, I'm <laughs> stalling. <laughs> I don't have anything good yet. <laughs> i got a couple ideas, but, but what, I, what I tend to do is uh, I'm not a very fast thinker. I'm a fast talker, but I'm not a fast thinker. And, um, and, so, and the other thing I, I want to do is I always like, try to do something that hasn't been done, and you know, the interweb makes that pretty easy to figure that out. So uh, whenever I have something, I'm like, what am I going to make out of this? I think of 10 things I'm going to make out of it, and then I pretty much just cross them all off, and I go right for number 11. Because I figure if I thought of those 10 things, that means other people have thought of those 10 things. 
Um, and so that's always my goal is to make the 11th thing I think out of some of something. Sometimes I don't get that far, and so I have to go into my list, you know, and then I might start Google searching to see if someone's done it, you know, or whatever. But, uh, but you know yeah. what? I mean, you, you know, you think about that. You're. It sounds like you're on a quest to be original. And I don't know if you heard the episode of Making It where Bob talked about the difference between unique and original. And I thought his take on it was very, very interesting because I had always thought of the words as being synonyms, but really they're not. Original no, is, the, you know, it's the first time something's being done, and unique is just a different take on something that's already been done. So even if you're, I know you're trying to vet all of your ideas for for that original or unique thing, but I think no matter what you do, it's always going to be unique in that you always bring, you know, your skill, your experience, your background, your energy to a new project. So I worry less about being, you know, original, but I do worry about being unique. Absolutely. And at the end of the day, anything I make is going to be unique because I'm making it. And that's just, you know, when you talk about handmade things, that's sort of the way it is. And that's, yeah. you know, most of the time I'm, I'm making dining tables and, and coffee tables, and they're all just unique. But obviously I'm not reinventing the wheel with that. But mm -hmm. just personally, that's always been my thing. Um, you know, as, as a musician, uh, I used to always, you know, say that I wanted to find the 13th note, and there's only 12, you know. But... um. That was always kind of like my goal was to find some note that didn't exist and, or find some way to put them together that didn't. And then later in that in that career, I kind of had this tagline. I was like, well, anybody can play the note C, but no one can play it like me. And that was the uniqueness part of it. Um, that was just the way if I picked up the instrument and I played this note, anybody else could pick up the same instrument and play the same note, but it's never going to sound like it does if I do when you get into this sort of detailed level. Um, so that's like a, a big thing. You know, a, a part that I do understand, but my goal is to always be completely original. I'm happy with unique. Um, that was after I gave up looking for that note. With <laughs> with making stuff, I'm still looking for that thirteenth note. So I, I'm always like, you know, trying to do that. Um, so for for uh, for Bill's list of rocking chair, where we have a break breaker box and uh, and the sh chandeliers. Uh, so far, I'm piecing it out like. Uh, the I like the the rocking chair like they have the, you know the radius of the of the rockers I'm picturing cutting those in half and having four very interesting like table legs um, just right there you know um, a nice sort of sort of Asian looking and I, and they would kind of work both ways it could almost be like the pie symbol where they they convex in or it could go convex out and be more like a um, I like uh, that I don't know what the word is but you know a nice little low boy table. Um, so that's that was one thing. Um, I'm picturing all the all the spindles. Um, I was kind of thinking about cutting a hatch up into the attic of my workshop, um, so I don't have to go outside and when because the cold weather's starting to come. If I need to get anything out of the attic, so I was thinking I could take all the spindles, and make a little ladder that you know, I could go up into this little hatch in my attic. The only reason I haven't done that yet is because then it's like everything that's up there is big. <laughs> I don't know how <laughs> to go in the snow anyway, so. But so like a ladder, you know, or some type of rack like that. Uh, and then the other thing I was thinking, like, as I've been making T-shirts, like having just like a rack made out of all the spindles to hang T-shirts on to dry or, or whatever. Even and then to flip it vertical to use it as a baker's rack, so to speak, um, for just drying, you know, paint and stain. It'd be something like like having a simple open source or open base thing out of those spindles could be something. Maybe even set them up so they spin, so I could actually spin stuff across it and move things well, around. Like a yeah, or like a uh, almost like a conveyor, a conveyor belt. belt. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Roller, so can, roller conveyor. Because you know, it's like uh, sometimes I have a two hundred pound table on my bench, and I want to get it on the floor, and something like that could come in handy. You know, so I was picturing the spindles for that. Um, for the for the lock box, uh, I, well, no, for the breaker box, I'm picturing a, a lock box because I can put that 
anywhere you put it in your basement or anything and, and have it look like an electrical panel but then have a key to it and have shelves and then make it like a little like hidden compartment you know it's a pretty, pretty simple one but I like uh, I like hidden compartments that's like one of my favorite things that's cool. I, I've, I've noticed that about you yeah I love to do like a, a secret compartment so I'm picturing that just like having this like danger high voltage box somewhere then you open it up and there's like cash in it you know or uh, well I don't have any of that <laughs> I feel like my gumball collection or whatever be in there, but um, so that's what I, and then the uh, the chandelier though is what I'm having a hard time with um, because you know obviously you could remake it in some like cooler chandelier, which would be you know fun to do. Uh, I was pic- picturing flipping it upside down to some sort of really impractical, useless umbrella. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> you know, but I don't know. I don't know who you know. But it'd be kind of cool to have an electric umbrella. <laughs> you know, from an artistic standpoint, because it'd just be so asinine. Can you say asinine in a podcast? Um, you can now. This, yeah. <laughs> to just have this umbrella that, you know, with an electric cord that goes to a socket, it's like, oh, it's raining out. I'm going to plug my my umbrella and go outside in the rain. <laughs> you know? So I haven't come up with anything good for that yet. Uh, <laughs> what What's the chandelier made of? Or is it, It's not just crystal hanging, is it? It's, it's made of lightning rods. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> Um, well, I was just picturing like the metal, like the like not the bulbs and stuff, but just the you know like putting some kind of waterproof fabric around it, and uh, and just the shape of the the metal, being sort of like the umbrella. Okay, so the, it's an artistic expression and criticism of consumption. Okay, it's just I haven't thought of anything better yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, if we converted that to DC, I I I think that's a a build. I think that's something you know that's what? possible. That's actually a really good idea because then you could have a, a, a lit, yeah, like a nightlight umbrella. Oh, it's dark. i got to go to my car. It's raining out. And there I could like be bad this. guys out there. Yeah. yeah. Just need an inverter and a, and a car battery. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, they have motorcycle batteries now. I know this because my buddy just bought one that weighs about as much as a pack of cigarettes, and it's a, it's it's probably, you know, four by six inches, so it's a regular size motorcycle battery, but yeah. it doesn't weigh anything. It's almost like a, a display that's empty, but it's actually some new stuff in there that's lightweight, I guess, so they can, instead of doing 150 miles an hour, you can go 150.2. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's pretty amazing. So something like that, strapped onto your belt, you know, get Jimmy to make us a little uh, battery case thing we can hook up on our belt, the leather one, and walk around with our electric umbrella. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Unfortunately, it's not going to fold. So when you get there, you still have the electric umbrella. You got to you got to carry around in in full regalia. But it will be a cool electric umbrella. Well, um, if, it's, if it's waterproof, we can think about doing like you know bobbing for apples in it or. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's you know that actually there's that's not a bad idea. Now we're talking if we get into some kind of outdoor fountain or a fixture, like or like a bird bath almost. You know. Yeah. You could even flip it upside down and put the bird bath inside the center of the of the arches on the, the bottom of it where there was probably a bulb. You know, make that a bulb, mm-hmm. stick the stand in, put your DC converter or your DC powered uh, LED lights on there, and you have a bird bath that birds can use at night even though they sleep. <laughs> <laughs> the bats will be there. The bats and owls will love it. It'll be like a disco for bats. That's... <laughs> Oh, they're blind. We call it the bat cave. Yeah, it'll be a disco for owls because bats are blind. They won't care about the lights. Right. So we'll make See an owl, dis- owl disco out of your uh, chandelier. So that's solved. There it is. Okay, let's do <laughs> let's do bills now. Now you yes. really flex your imagination. 
Okay. Uh, I've got two items, and then Tim, you could tap in a third one for it. Perfect. Okay. Right, what do you got? Bring it. Okay. So you're you're driving your Rolls Royce down the road, <laughs> and uh, and it's got a big trunk, so you can fit a lot of stuff in there. Uh, there's a two drawer filing cabinet. It's made of steel. Um, it's black, and it's in pretty good condition. And Tim, you do one. Okay. Well, I, I'll get, I'm going to give you some some wood, I guess, because you just got metal for the first one. So there's there's three dining table legs, you know, 30 inch or you know, 20 and a half inches high, um, and they're 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 turned. Nice. Okay. And I'm going to throw I a wrench. They're oak. <laughs> they're oak. They're oak. <laughs> yeah, and they still have the bolt in them, you know, to to lag it into the tabletop, you know, into the corner. So they still have the bolt oh, and the nuts there like too. It. It's a it's a square nut. It's a square nut, not a hex, so it's a little bit older. <laughs> I love the details. I love yeah. the details. Okay, and um, I think the last one is going to be um, an inkjet printer. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an Epson. Ooh. It's an Epson, and um, you know it's got one. It's got a carriage, so it goes back and forth, and that's still functional. I know just by looking at it. Are you just looking around your room right now? No, I've got a laser printer here. But yeah. I was thinking, you know, there's all kinds of things you could do. You could do a T-shirt printer out of those things. You could do uh, cake printers. You could do uh, they, they've done a whole bunch of stuff with the ancient carriages. Oh yeah, yeah. And I guess so because it's sort of like a CNC machine. You yeah, know? it's just a way lighter gantry, so it's got to be essentially yeah. only throwing down ink. Yeah, or fire. But it, but it does don't, have a little. Don't ruin it for Bill. This is his thing. Oh, sorry. No, the, the the printer does have a little motor in there with the with the, with that carriage, right? Yeah, I would think it's got a couple. Okay. Maybe just Maybe one, two. Yeah, yeah, I would think two. All right, so so just off the top of my head, this is this is pretty flipping awesome. <laughs> so and, and again, I, you know, my imagination room. How how I. My process of, of coming up with ideas a lot of times is I will put things on my bench. And I, you notice in my videos, I have my recliner in the garage. It's facing the bench, and they will sit there. They might sit there for a day. They might sit there for a week. And I'm just going through, kind of like Tim said, um, all these different possibilities of what it can be. Start off with the easy ones, kind of knock them off the list, and then it's like let that build into something. And if I can't come up with something original by straining my head to to come up with something original. It does allow me to at least make that uniqueness of well, I've seen one of these, but let's do it this way, you know. So I mean, both of those things are all in play. But just off the top of my head, because I'm liking this right now, as soon as you gave me the the, the, the printer, I'm like yes, because I, I I've got a motor, I've got some electricity I can play with. So imagine if you will this two drawer filing cabinet. We're gonna lay that on its back. So now the drawers are facing the top, so they would come up. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. If I could then use the, the, the legs, I'm just going to use for legs. I'm going to mount those up underneath that drawer. So now the drawers themselves, is, so it's kind of like a, 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 you know, a side table, right, with the drawers facing up. But here's the fun part. If I can get the motor and, and come up with some Izzy-style gearage and whatnot to use, I would have those drawers come up electrically. So they kind of lift, right? Mm-hmm. And then I would mount like a... Because I right now you can buy small monitors or even TV screens, but we're gonna we're not gonna do this with cable because cable's bad. We use over the air antenna. It's free. we're recycling the airwaves. <laughs> so I would have it just uh, like a one monitor could be for like a computer that comes up. You push a button, and the other monitor could be like a TV. 
in this light, but it but it looks like it's just some kind of a weird table type thing. Now from there, my first idea, it will probably change a, a million times into what I can really do with it. But mm -hmm. I think that would be fun to start and try and figure that out. Just how can I make that happen? How can I get these drawers to come up automatically? I think Nick Ferry's working on a TV lift system. Um, the, some company gave him it actually, you know, you build a cabinet, the TV pops up, the big screen TV yeah. pops up. Yeah, they, they sell them, but, but right. why buy when you can make it out of an Epson printer? Amen. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you know what? Those pro ones, they use uh, linear actuators, which are really powerful and small. But what you could do, I, chances are it won't work with, a, with an Epson printer carriage, but what you could use is a small motor and the chain and gearing from a bicycle. Of that which I have many. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. that's what I was thinking about you. That's uh, that actually would work and would be strong enough, and you just need the torque. It doesn't need to be fast; it just needs to yeah. be a torquey motor. Right, yeah. with the gear, the proper gearing, you can get that thing yeah. to come up. But that'd right. be cool, man. Those drawers coming up automatically. What can you put inside those drawers? You know, could you just make it one just a like a secret hidey place, like like Tim likes? Yeah. You know, a little compartment. Man, build this thing into Captain Kirk's chair, and then like. Oh yeah. Yeah, they had that side table with all those yeah. the four four buttons that you know. Exactly. And uh, but yeah, and I'm picturing like that thing coming up as being a whiskey bar, personally. That's but, cool. Uh, one is the whiskey bar, and one is the monitor. So you know, you pull yeah. up, and then you've got a little. You can watch the game. That would be sweet. So you said Captain Kirk's chair. His name is William Shatner. My name is William. I have a chair. This might happen, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> this is how imagination works and collaboration. Collaborate, absolutely. I mean, and, and we all collaborate anyway just by watching each other's videos. I mean, mm, yes. You know, I mean, especially with our group, you got to throw another shout out to the group, but, you know, our amazing collaborative, supportive group. But anytime you watch somebody else's video, there's, there's a lot of times that I get inspired, maybe not by anything that they made, but it's just the style of the video where I get inspired by you know, the type of materials they used or something. So that's all collaborative. I mean, we're all working together into this maker universe. That's just my little zen thing. Sorry, I go crazy sometimes. No, it's true, man. Like, even, even if there was something that I wanted to make, but it has nothing to do with the video that I just watched, but he used a tool that was really intriguing, and I thought that I, I could use that tool for something in my project. That's a whole other level of inspiration that, you know, wouldn't have ever occurred to me otherwise. So it's for sure. Or, I mean, or they, the whole internet has become collaborative. Right. Or a lack of tool. I mean, uh, both, like Tim's done these, you know, these uh, minimal tool type builds where that process in and of itself is can be just a lot of fun. And it really changes direction. Like you think, well, I know exactly how I would build this with what I got in my shop. But if I eliminated all these other things and I only used a circular saw and a sanding block, you know, I mean, how would that change? You know, would the design change? Would the the time it took change? You know, I mean, so yeah, it's it's a lot of fun, and that's what I get out of almost every video I watch. It's just something out there just inspires me in some different way, and it may, like you said, it may not have anything at all to do with the actual video. You had you had one in one of your videos, Bill, that I, I noticed. Um, you have your 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 vice welded to a big old piece of steel. Yes. Because like that's not a problem for me anymore because I have the the space now to where I was able to mount my vice, but I used to not have it mounted, and it was a big pain in the neck. And so then you you know you go to using you're trying to clamp it and you drill a hole and you're putting your thread and bolts in and lagging it. But that idea is just like boom, you plot that piece of steel down, you clamp it. So little things like that you see from other people's videos of how they solve problems. 
or, or that's what I I like really get into. That that was just like a like yeah, that's such a great way to use your anvil, you know, if you don't or not your anvil, your your vice if you don't have anywhere to hold it, you know. Yeah, and what I like about that one too is that that piece of steel is actually like a uh, it's an L shape, so I can either flip, set the vice down regular or I can flip it up on its end. I think oh. I did that when I so you can act like I clamp my um quarter band on it. You know, to be able to use it that way, or the bicycle build, I had it sideways so I can hold the frame up a certain way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's really smart. Yeah, it was. Yeah, so, yeah. Who, who thought that? Up? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and that was another thing where I had this piece of uh, steel sitting there in the corner of the shop, and I, I just, and I have another little vice that I just have free floating that I'll just clamp down wherever. And I said, well, I got two of these things. And I looked at that, and I thought, well, if I want to flip it up sideways, I can, you know, I mean, that's all it was. Just, again, staring around at the shop, letting your imagination go, and, and uh, having fun. I had one of those moments today. I don't know if you saw the little picture I put up of the, the V. The yes. wood burn. Yeah. yeah. yeah was like, I was like, I, you know, for this thing I'm working on, I was like, oh, I wanted to do a wood burner, and you know, and I'm like, oh, I'll call Tony, you know, <laughs> but but I was like, I was like, just gonna take two pieces of steel and just tack them together real quick and heat them up and, and make a V. And then I saw that circle, and I was like, oh, I can do the whole thing. And I saw the angle iron, and I was like, oh, this is hilarious. I have to put this up because it's just like that simple solution, you know. Well, would have taken me like a half hour of welding and grinding became this like two minute thing. You know, and well, it looks almost as good, and you know, it's just it's fun. You know. Well, I I got I got to tell you, Tim, that kind of irritated me a little bit because <laughs> my next video, honestly, is gonna, I'm going to make a branding iron um, for lutes because I mean I'm I'm looking at angle iron, square tubing, circle, all these things I can easily make to make the letters. Yeah. And then I told you it was going to be Advance Maker inspired. I was also going to come up with a little branding iron for him. Same exact. Thing you did today. Come on, really? <laughs> I got a. I swear to God, I got a piece of pipe that's about it's a, like a two and a half inch metal pipe. I was gonna weld that to a little plate, put the angle iron in the middle of it, put a handle on it, and have. And I'm just like, son of a gun, you did it today. <laughs> that's hilarious, man. That's hilarious. Great minds. That's parallel yeah, thinking yeah. right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that, I'll still do a Vance Maker inspired video. I've got some other ideas I want to explore with that. And and he does expire, by the way. Yeah. Kids are amazing. Where do you get those at? Uh, <laughs> Walmart. <laughs> yeah, yeah they're just running around everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's he's fun. He's fun. We should uh, we should try to get him in on the podcast once, but God only knows what will happen. <laughs> that's the best part. You never know. <laughs> you never know. Yeah. He did great on the Maritime show. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, by the way, you guys should check out that Maritime show. Bill and I were on uh, on Saturday night, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah, yes. I, yeah, I, I want to check that one out, and uh, I'm going to try and do it next weekend. Um, that, that's I'm, I told him I was going to try. It's it's Saturdays are so tough because that's like right around the time that Vance is going to bed, and and uh, or you know or whatever. And I'm you know I'm working all week. I want to spend the time with my family, and it's, it's just kind of hard to get that particular hour. If they did it at like 10 o'clock at night. You know, it'd be like, all right, whatever. You know, but uh, honestly, an hour later would be better. Like, I just sort of was like, hey, they invited me. She's like, you should do it. So I was like, okay, bye. And I just dumped both kids on her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you guys are there to represent. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, uh, hopefully next week I'll I'll get in. Well, next week's uh, plug for that show, by the way, is Matt Deresta, and I'm going to be on the panel. So that's oh, cool. that, that's going to be fun. Yeah. They, yeah. They told me that. I wasn't sure we were allowed to say it, and uh, that's that's why I want to hop on. Those oh. guys could use some promoing. Promo them up, Bill. Oh, you know, don't you? Yeah, they're know. a great show, and I don't. I feel like 
I don't understand how there isn't a much larger audience for these guys. It's so much fun to watch. It's so much fun to be a part of. Everybody who's like part of the group should be checking it out, and everybody who's listening should be checking it out. Hmm. Yeah, I, I think... I, I, you're going to see it grow, I think, because of because of our not just because of our group, but I think it's just another venue that's the the word's getting out there. So, yeah, I think the time is tough for people to watch it live. Um, but you know, but the the great thing about watching it recorded, and you do see, like I went, I looked at some of the numbers here and there, and people do go and watch it again later. Yeah, um, you know, which is great, and that's that's what's cool about that that format and that medium. I mean, again, it's it's just like you know, TV can't even compete. You know, you can watch it live, you can watch whatever you want, it's free, there's no ads, you know. Um, it's, it's a really neat setup. Well, speaking of shows, and we should plug our very own group show, Maker Talk. I was yeah. going to, but you go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. Cause I, I, no, I, no, I really, I, you're going to do it better than I am. Go ahead, do well, it. Well, it, I, unfortunately, I was at uh, the wife's salon, I'm doing a lot of maintenance and stuff there, so last night I'm, I'm there and I know the show's coming on and everything, and oh man, so I get home and there's like 10 minutes left. Berkey's up. He's going to be the next guy in. And what they're doing is they're having guys come in, say their piece, and then drop out so everybody gets a turn. And uh, so I was lucky. I got to be the last one on, just made it in time, and um, got to watch the whole thing again afterwards. And what a fun idea. And that thing, I think, is going to go in so many different directions. They, they're not even sure yet what they want to do, and it's just this big open platform for them to discover. And how exciting is that, man? Our group's got a show. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, that's what I wanted to ask because I was kind of out of the loop on that. I've just been trying to keep, catch up, but it's it is I can watch it. It doesn't have to be live; it's recorded. No, it's just like the Maritime Show, basically. Just like that. Okay, cool. Because right. I wanted to check it out. One on one, though, it was like take your turns. Like who's on deck? Who's on double deck? Then right. who's getting interviewed? And then uh, it was Mike Laffey who was interviewing, right? Yes. Laffey. Am I saying that right? Yeah. Uh, and this guy must have some kind of background in professional radio because he was incredible. He was right. So so polished, I was like, "Do you do this for a living?" It sounded and, like he sounded like a talk show host. Swear to God, yeah, he was really, really good. I yeah. was like, "Oh, I hope we get awesome. this good." But uh, but I send a private message on Facebook to uh, to Andrew Ergen. I'm like, "Send me the Hangouts link. I'll jump in." And then I never got a turn. So then he texted me afterwards. He's like, "Hey man, I didn't see this until it was too late." I was like, "Don't <laughs> worry." I'm sure it's not going to be the last one. I'll jump in next time. But Lutz was on there, and he did what he, what he was supposed to do. <laughs> we uh, um, they have the live chat option too. I mean, so even if you're not on there, you can actually chat and interact. Yeah, with the show. so it's it's just awesome. It's just really awesome. It was two hours, but it felt like ten minutes. Like it really flew by. It was amazing. Well, it was really cool to just get a chance to to see all these guys we're getting to know on. You know, with with icons on the, on the Facebook chat or our group, and actually see who they are and what they look like, and and hear you know, it's just it was it was so so much fun. Yeah, For cool. Sure. I just I just subscribed to it and bookmarked it uh, while you were talking. I want to check that out. Awesome. We're, so, uh, Tim, why don't you tell us what you're watching? Okay. Well, what I what I wanted to do, you know, and we we were just talking about the group and stuff, and and uh, um, there's there's so many great and awesome makers in the group, and you know, we'll of course continue to to highlight them and talk about them, but we all kind of know each other. Um, and so, what I kind of wanted to do with my little 20 seconds to do this, and this is partly for everybody, but it's also for me. I'm going to force myself to go out and uh, and try and find new people that are actually working exclusively or mostly in upcycled and reclaimed goods, um, you know, materials, and that are doing something that you know maybe we don't know about um, and maybe we haven't seen yet. See if we can kind of you know expand and and kind of grow this thing this way. So, 
that was kind of my idea. And I'm sort of cheesing out on the first week because I have known this guy for, like, I didn't just discover him, but I don't think a lot of you know who he is. And I don't know his name, I forget his name, but uh, his channel is called Not Just Sawdust. And um, he's this guy in Portugal. Do you know who he is, Bill? Uh, I, I think I have seen one of his videos. I came across it. Yeah, he's he's this this like really fun guy in, in Portugal, and uh, and he he has this very rural living thing. I think he's an ex musician as well, or used to be a musician. Um, but he's just he just makes all this crazy stuff like just out of whatever he finds around there. And what's what's really interesting about it is that like what you know the kind of materials that we find are a little bit different than the kind of materials you find in rural Portugal. Um, so just like and then his shop is in this like you know like, this old old building. Everything's like you know a million years old there. And um, so it's just neat seeing that he does all these kind of weird things where he puts two of him, like a like a, an uh, him and anti him, and they discuss things in the videos every <laughs> once in a while. So they get kind of long and confusing like that sometimes. But um, but like the the stuff he's doing, like he at one point in time made a foot powered lathe out of a bunch of like firewood basically, and and uh, he's he's working on some instruments. Um, last time I checked him out, um, it just a really neat channel. So it's called Not Just Sawdust. And uh, I would recommend uh, checking him out. In, uh, in oh, I definitely will. That sounds awesome. The foot-powered lathe, that's the one I saw. Yeah. He is amazing. He literally took firewood. He made this lathe out of some string and a foot pedal, and he actually carved a, was a, a, a hammer handle. Yeah, yeah, it was a hammer. Yeah. Like oh, a, man, that was awesome. And he's just, he's, he's kind of a, like, like that. He's like kind of like me, like stubborn. He's like, no, nope, I'm going to make this happen. And he goes and he does it. Uh, but the other thing I really like about the channel is that his um, his sense of storytelling is a little different. It's you know he's got this sort of European like there's one the first time I saw him it was he was in the two by four contest and uh and he was sitting in this chair and there's like this like Parisian music playing and he's like smoking a cigarette in this beautiful courtyard in Europe and he's <laughs> and he's like well let me tell you about this chair that I have made you know with this accent and it was just like what is this so it's really fun to watch it's almost like watching a foreign film you know at the same time sometimes interesting. Interesting. What are you watching, Bill? Well, I, I think um, with Tim's idea, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll be the one that kind of advocates for our group, and maybe we can pop into some of these guys in the group that are starting out videos or they've been doing sure. it for a while. Um, I had an interesting face call, FaceTime call type thing from John Hilgers. I think is how you say his last name. Yeah. And uh, it was the first time he'd ever done a FaceTime call, and. He called me and we, we talked for a while and I got to see his shop and he makes, he's done a couple of videos, but he makes, his mom does this circle knitting that's been around for like 200 years and there's not a lot of commercial products for that now. So like these wooden spools, uh, different spools that they would wrap the, the yarn around, um, okay. he actually makes those now. So he's kind of getting this little market and he's also invented a, a like a automatic spool winder type thing and it was just neat to, to talk with him and and go around his shop the guy's a vet he's um, really super cool his videos are coming along pretty neat he's posted a couple clips and snippets in the group but check him out um, I, I don't know what his channel name is but I, I'm pretty sure he's got a YouTube channel but he's in our group John Hilgers and uh, super nice guy I was so I was grateful to be able to talk to him and he can explain, or, or watching his videos, will explain more about this this old craft that his his mom and some of her friends are doing of this knitting, this circle knitting type thing that you just can't find the tools and the supplies for it. And he's 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 coming up with these tools and supplies. So awesome. 
cool. That's really, really cool. Yeah, I'll check that out. Um, myself, what I'm watching is I'm gonna I'm deviating a little bit from the reclaimed here, but um, that's only because I'm getting more and more into the hand tools, and I really want to uh, learn more about it. And the channel that I'm watching to do that is this guy named uh, Graham Hayden. He's out of the UK, and he's just really like a like really realistic hand tool worker. He's not using like Lee, Lee, uh, Lee Nielsen or like the Lee Valley stuff. He's using you know, like an eBay Stanley, you know, set. He uses, uh, you know, wooden joint planes. He's using just stuff that's really, really accessible. He uses like a $7 saw. He just shows you that you can get really great results out of very cheap tools. And he just makes hand tool work really, really accessible. He just seems really approachable, really nice guy. And uh, he's got a whole bunch of videos. He's really, really great. And in fact, I think I'm going to try to invite him into the group because I think he'd be a great addition to it. We could nice. uh, we, we could use a little international presence. Awesome. But, uh, yeah, I love his videos. Uh, I've, re I've reached out to him a couple of times, and he's just been really, really nice. So uh, I would recommend anybody who's into hand tools or wants to just check it out, you know, see that it's it's much easier to get into than than first glance. So uh, Graham Hayden. Nice. Cool. Uh, so this week we're going to do a little, uh, a quick little spotlight on on Bill's channel. Why don't you tell us what you're up to with your channel, Bill? Well, I'm I'm glad you said that, Phil. Because <laughs> um, I've, I've actually, I've, yeah, I've had some people actually uh, messaging me and stuff and asking me, you know, when am I going to come up with another video? And how come you never say, you know, like and subscribe? And and what are you doing? So. I really started uh, my channel along the lines of how Tim did. It was just something that, uh, because of his encouragement mostly, but something I wanted to do for myself and because it looked like it would be a lot of fun and because the technology part of it, I have no clue. That's a tool that I need to learn. Any other tool you put me in front of, and I don't care if it's a, a backhoe or a stapler, I, you know, I'm not afraid of it. I will try it. But technology is a challenge for me, so that's part of what I'm doing is just um, – playing with the technology and trying to make some videos and um, I, I'm not ready to ask for people to watch my videos if you know I'm just I'm just not ready I, I feel like I'm an apprentice so you won't hear me saying you know like my channel and subscribe I will absolutely give me a couple of years I want sponsors I want to sell out I want to go the whole route <laughs> but uh, for right now yeah I'm just it's just a learning process and I, I don't have I haven't made the time to come up with a, a new video every week or every, every a couple of weeks. So sometimes I'll do a couple in a week. Sometimes it's you know a couple months that go by, but it's just it's just how it goes. Other other th you know because it takes me so long with the editing and stuff. A lot of the stuff I build I don't film because I got to get it done. So anyway, I just wanted people to know that I, I appreciate the few people that are watching my channel a lot and it blows me away that anybody would be interested in seeing some of the stuff that I do and the, the feedback that I've gotten is amazing but just uh, hang in with me and then my channel will grow and it will get better and all that good stuff but I just can't make any specific commitments right now just um, wanting, to, wanting to do stuff all the time and, and trying my best anyway that's my spiel I'm surprised that you're surprised that anyone would want to watch your channel I saw your, uh, your gigantic ice pick video and I thought it was amazing <laughs> Super cool, man! Like, just you went from station to station to station, and you came up with this thing, and it was really cool. Do you know? Honestly, what's funny about that is that's the only video I've done where I built it, filmed it, edited it all in one day. It's just off the top of my head. I was just because may may not know, but I can be a smartass and screw with people sometimes. 
No, <laughs> especially uh, especially that uh, Jimmy Fire Rest, whatever the hell his name is. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was just off the top of my head, and I was again staring at a piece of metal in my garage, and I'm like, wow, man, if I did this and that, I'm gonna make a giant ice pick just to mess with Jimmy, and <laughs> everything flowed by so smooth, and it, it turned out to be uh, my most popular video because. You know, it's got Jimmy tagged around to it. I, don't, I didn't actually tag him, but just because the title was Duresta-inspired ice pick, but big. Uh, yeah, so that, that was really a lot of fun. But I said, I'm not even sure how many subscribers I have. I know it's grown quite a bit, but it's just that's not the important part. To me right now is if I can share something and, and somebody can watch my video and say, well, I would never do something that stupid, but I would like to melt a piece of metal onto this, and I can, you know what I mean, just... Just get an idea for themselves, or try and come up with a little inspiration to get out in their shop and play. The awesome. the, the loots abides, man. <laughs> <laughs> I saw someone say that. That was amazing. The loots abides, man. The loots abides, man. Absolutely. Okay. I think that we're uh, we're pushing the time envelope here a little bit. So um, I just want to remind everyone to check out Tim's channel. You can just uh, check YouTube for Tim Sway. Uh, Bill, I think you're under William Loots. Correct. On YouTube, right. Yes. Um, I'm under Jake and Emmy's dad. And again, if you guys want to reach out to us for any questions, comments, or uh, topics that you'd like us to cover, you can just send us a tweet on Twitter at, at ReclaimedAudio. And do us a favor, uh, just go leave a comment on iTunes for us because that, that really helps us out oh. a lot. So, Genius. Um, yes. Preferably a nice one, but you could leave a bad one too, I guess. See, if you're going to leave a bad comment, just pick on me because I'm, I'm, I'm the kick around puppy in this group anyway. So. You know, what's <laughs> you know what's weird about iTunes? It's uh, it's country based. So because I'm in Canada, and because no one has left any comments who lives in Canada, it appears as though the i the uh, the podcast doesn't have any kind of any comments. But then you switch the little code in the URL to US, and bam, we got like 16 comments on there. So my Canadian brethren and whatever the sister word for brethren is, get up there and represent. Let's see some Canadian comments on iTunes, please. Thanks again, guys, for listening, and uh, we'll see you next week. Love you all. Thank you very much.